Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, today, as I have discovered, is the day of the New York Marathon. It's the day when your clocks have gone back, or is it forward? I never quite know. Uh, But it's also, as you'll have seen from the hymns that we've been singing already today, All Saints Day. It's the day when we think about saints. And of course, we talk about saints in two different ways. In one way, we are all saints. When you read the New Testament, very often the writers talk about the saints in Rome or the saints in Ephesus or the saints in Philippi or Colossae or whatever. And every Christian is a saint. In some ways, one way we say all of us are saints in that sense that we've been made holy by our faith and our baptism to Jesus Christ. But in another way, we also talk about saints as those particular people who have get to be called saint something. And there are some Christians in the past who have that thing that we call them saint somebody. We call them Saint Paul or Saint Augustine or Saint Francis. Uh, And these are people that the church has marked out as particularly good examples of Christian life. That if you want to be a good Christian, these are the kind of people you want to be like. They're held up as, if you like, models of emulation for us. And so today, I want to ask two simple questions in these few minutes. Number one, what is a saint? In the first sense of that word. But the second question is, how do you become a saint? In the second sense of that word. So our first question, what is a saint? Or who is a saint? Well, a way of answering that question might be to say that a saint is someone who knows who they are. A saint is someone who knows who they are. In our reading from 1 John chapter 3, which we had a moment ago, which I want to just focus on in these few minutes, we get this text that says, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And so a saint is someone who knows that they are a child of God. And someone who has learned to let that knowledge come before everything else. That their identity as a person is found not in their achievement or their job or their family or their status, but is in this simple fact that they are a child of God. And so when someone asks me the question, who who am I? Maybe my first answer is, I am a child of God. Now, it's worth noticing, isn't it, that that's very different from the way that we tend in our culture today to think about uh, who we are, our identities. Because, of course, that question of identity is front and central in today's world. Maybe you think of a teenager going out on a date, or uh, maybe you're going to a job interview, or you're going to meet someone that you want to impress, and you're maybe a little bit nervous Trying to work out, you know, what do I do when I go and meet this person that I want to impress? And you maybe go to someone else and you say, well, what's your advice as I go to my interview or I go to meet this person? Uh, My guess is nine times out of ten these days, someone would say to you, well, it's very simple, just be yourself. Just be yourself. As if it was that straightforward. Now, I don't know what you think about this, but I've always found when someone has told me to be myself... It's actually very confusing advice. 
In fact, I can remember as a teenager going out for a date with a girl and thinking, well, actually, the last thing I want to do is to be myself. Because if I be myself, I, I don't want her to know about all the kind of funny thoughts that are going on in my mind, all the jealousies and the anxieties and the lusts and everything else. I, I don't want her to know myself at all, so I present a rather sanitized version of myself that she will like. Because if she saw me being myself, there would not be a second date. And actually, in those situations, when you go and meet someone for the first time and you want to impress them, actually, the last thing you should be doing is thinking about yourself. Because when you meet someone who's all they ever do is think about themselves, they're not a very nice person to be with. In fact, the best people are those people who, they're not thinking about themselves at all. They're thinking about you, and they're interested in you. Now, that advice that we so often give in our culture, just be yourself, it kind of assumes that ourselves are somehow hidden within us, waiting to be found out by looking within, that ourselves are, cre- are, are, are kind of there uh, and they're discovered by looking at our desires, our feelings, our attitudes, and so on. It's a bit like we are like artichokes. I'm no great cook, uh, but apparently when you cook an artichoke, you know what you do? You kind of peel away all the, 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 the leaves on the outside and you find at the heart of the artichoke there's this precious little heart, and that's the thing that you cook, and that's the thing that you eat. You throw away all the extraneous bits, and that's the important bit. And we sometimes think of ourselves a little bit like that, that if you peel away all the roles that we play in society, all the expectations that other people have upon us, uh, all the demands that people make upon us, we'll find some inner pure self to be discovered. But sometimes I wonder whether that turn inwards, that desire to somehow look inside ourselves to find out who we really are, may actually be not the secret of wisdom, but maybe so much of what's wrong with our contemporary life. And maybe it's that very turn that stops us becoming saintly. The great St. Augustine talked about how the big mistake that we make is as creatures to turn away from the creator, from the source of life. And we turn away from the source of life towards death. We turn away from the source of light towards darkness. It's a bit like a, a flower that rather than reaching up to the sun turns away into itself and shrivels in the soil. Martin Luther used to talk about sin as the heart curved in upon itself. Where you're only ever conscious of yourself and what's happening to you and you're not interested in other people or you're not interested in God. And actually the way both Augustine and Luther talked about Maturity as a human being and growth as a Christian was by being turned outwards from yourself towards God and towards your neighbor. And so when we ask this question, who is a saint? What is a saint? We come back to our statement that a saint is someone who knows that they are a child of God. They know that they are, their selves are not defined by their own internal self-reflection but they are defined by their relationship with God. I am who I am in relation to God. That my identity is found not by looking inside myself, but by being turned outwards and realizing that I am a child of my heavenly Father. So there, if you like, is the first answer to that question. What is a saint? Someone who knows that they are a child of God. But we might pause at that moment and think, well, hang on a minute. If that means that we are all children of God, we're all the same, does that mean that I lose my individuality? 
I lose what makes me distinct and individual as a person. And that's why we need to remember that this is not the last word on the question of who we are. And that's where we come on to our second question. How do you become a saint in that second sense of the word? And we think about those great saints of St. Paul and St. Augustine and St. Francis and everybody else. How do we become someone like that? I spoke a moment ago about how maybe our modern view of the self makes us think that we're like artichokes. Peel away the outside bits and you find this precious heart in the middle. And I sometimes wonder, what if we are less like artichokes, but more like onions? Because, of course, when you start peeling away the layers of an onion, what do you find at the center? Nothing. There is no center. The onion is the layers. And that reflects maybe a much older view of who we are as people, and perhaps I think a more Christian view, is that ourselves are not so much discovered, but created over time. That ourselves are made up of the things we do, the people we commit to, the roles that we play, and they shape us. So we are born into into this world as babies with, yes, we have our own DNA, our own individuality, we're not a total blank slate, but ourselves get shaped over time by the people we meet, the people we commit ourselves to, the decisions we make, and what happens to us. It's a little bit like our bodies. Albert Camus, the uh, French novelist, once wrote, after a certain age, everyone is responsible for their own face. Think about it, you know, what you do with your face over time, whether you smile a lot or whether you frown a lot or whether you pout or whatever you do, it kind of tends to shape your face in a way. Our bodies bear the marks of what's happened to us. I can't straighten my little finger because I broke it playing rugby one day, and that's going to always be part of me from now on. Ourselves, both our bodies and our inner selves, bear the mark of our experience of life. So, those selves are not so much to be discovered by looking inside, but they are shaped over time by the people we meet and the commitments we make. In other words, it goes to the heart of another thing that this passage in Scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 3. It says this. He says at the one side, you know, who we are, we are children of God. But then he says, what we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. And he says this sense that What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we will be has not yet been revealed. But we do know this. When he is revealed, will we be like him because we will see him as he is? And so if you like the second answer to our question, if the first answer is, what is a saint? Who am I? I am a child of God. Second answer to the question, who am I? I don't know yet. I don't know yet who I will be. I don't know yet the kind of person I will be shaped by Jesus Christ over time. Because I am being formed all the time, every moment of every day. And so when you go through life, everything you read, everything you watch, every conversation you have, shapes and forms you in some way. 
And so therefore, when you think about that, it becomes quite important what you watch, who you talk to, who you spend time with, what is your focus of attention? Because that will shape you, that will form you. What you spend your time looking at subtly shapes our own hearts and minds. And so if we're serious about growing into a saint in that second section, that second kind of way of thinking about it, and we want to become like one of those people who have that great security, that great sense of compassion and hope and love and joy and peace and grace and kindness. Well, we want to spend our time focusing upon attention on those things that are full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. And at the end of the day, when I ask myself the question, where do I see that? Where do I see grace and mercy and love and compassion, those things that I want to be in my best moments? I say I see it in Jesus Christ. And so therefore, I want to spend my time and my life, whatever else I do, giving a lot of attention to the one person who is exactly full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and mercy and grace and compassion. And so if I am to grow into a saint in that second second sense, I need to be someone who pays more attention to Jesus Christ than I do to most other things. And so a saint is someone who is a worshiper of Jesus because we become like the things we worship. We are shaped by the things we give our attention to. And so a saint is someone who has found a way to make sure they give their attention regularly time and time again to Jesus Christ. Now we're doing that here today. You've come here today out of your busy lives and you're spending an hour or two here in this church and we are, you're coming to hear the scriptures read. You're coming to hear a talk, a sermon about Jesus Christ. You're coming to meet Jesus in the bread and the wine. You're giving yourself to that. That's an hour and a half a week. But if that's kind of all you do, you think of all the other influences upon you, all the other things you read, all the other things that are coming into your mind, you're being shaped by all kinds of other things too. A saint in that second sense is someone who has found a way every day to pay attention to Jesus Christ, to look into his face, to worship him, to be reminded of how good and kind and gracious he is. And the more you look at him, the more you become like him. And of course, the great thing is that the more we become like Jesus, the more we become our true selves. We find ourselves in relation to God, not just by looking inside ourselves, and yet each of us reflects the goodness of Christ in our own individual particular way. And so, as I close, what are the takeaways from today? What do you take with you as you go out into your week? Well, I hope you take away two things. One is that simple reminder that if you are a baptized Christian seeking to believe in Christ filled with the Holy Spirit, you are a child of God. That's the most important thing about you. Whatever happens to you this week, whatever way you feel about life, whatever people say to you, you are a child of God. That is who you are. But the secondly, you are summoned. You are called just as I am too. 
not just to rest in being a child of God, but become more like the Jesus Christ who is the true Son of God. That by giving your, my attention to Jesus, morning, noon, night, finding those times in the day, however you do it, find it, work out your own way of doing it, giving attention to Jesus Christ and slowly being formed by him, even more than everything else that you watch and you read every day. Because we have this promise, that beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed, but what we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.